0: The following is a CSPN media podcast presentation. CSPN and the WrestleCast present to you, Cast of Strong Style, with your hosts, JPK Moto, and Don DeLaRente.
1: Hello and welcome to Cast A Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? Hello, Don. Glad that you could join me, man.
0: Uh, of course, you would be glad that I could join you.
1: <laughs> The honor and pleasure is all mine.
0: Totally. <laughs> We're
1: going to talk about uh, nights four through seven of the G1, so they're In the middle of a break, so we figured this would be a good time to catch everybody up on what's been going on over in New Japan as the most grueling wrestling tournament in the world is really kicking into second gear. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. Night four started out with Tama Tonga versus Sonata. Sonata counters the stun gun and runs Tonga into Loa and cradles him up for the win. So, I really like this match. Two athletic guys really going at it. Uh, Tama Tonga turning into, you know, super heel as we speak. So, this was really fun.
0: Yeah, this is one of the better matches Tama has had in this tournament because they've gone back to the roots as far as how they're going about attacking people in the in this tournament. But, yeah, this was pretty good, and Sonata got the win, so it's so all good.
1: We had Zack Sabre Jr. Reverses Yano. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Blocks a low blow, but Yano cradles, cradles Zack Sabre Jr. up for a two count. Zack Sabre Jr. runs into the exposed buckle. Yano re- removes another turnbuckle, but Zack Sabre Jr. gets the bridging Gato Clutch for the win. So, a fun match. It was,
0: oh, I'm, it was a cool thing to see Yano chain wrestling with Zack. Mm-hmm. Um... I also like that he was going back to doing dirty tricks as always, but it backfired on him.
1: Yeah, he was trying to kind of mix in the two, trying to look for a a medium there where he was doing some underhanded stuff. But like you said, he was trying to go kind of hole for hole with Zach too. So, yeah, fun. I like Yano this year. He's changed it up from what he has been in the G1 for the past couple of years. So his matches have been very entertaining. Yep. Juice Robinson faced off against Kota Ibushi. Kota counters the pull friction and Ibushi hits the straight jacket German suplex for a two count. The Kamagoye connects and Kota Ibushi pins Juice Robinson. So, if you follow New Japan, you will, we all know what that means that sometime down the line, Kota Ibushi will be facing off with Juice Robinson for the IWGP United States Championship.
0: Um, on paper, this match popped out to me before the tournament, and I was like, this could be pretty cool, and actually seeing it actually, too, like, really good baby faces having a really fun time, and Kota did that really crazy but awesome spot off the turnbuckle. but, I mean, yeah, it's just a potential title shot if Kota if wants it, but, I mean, we'll see.
1: Always a fun match. We had Naito versus Ishii. Ishii counters a Destino, and then Naito hits the rolling kick and a Destino for near fall. Naito hits another Destino, and he gets the win over Ishii.
0: These two never did, never failed to deliver great matches with each other. And if you're a Naito fan, you have to understand how important Ishii is to his career. Because after the time he flopped in the dome, it was not looking so great for Naito in New Japan. And then he struck gold with the feud with with Ishii, and they've been having great matches ever since. It's nothing different from this match. It's just another great show by Ishii versus Naito. They're one of the best rivalries in New Japan, and like wrestling in general.
1: Yeah, always entertaining when those two guys get together. The main event. For night four, was the IWGP heavyweight champion Kenny Omega versus the never-openweight champion Goto. Goto fires up, but Omega hits a V-trigger. We get a headbutt by Goto, followed by another V-trigger by Kenny. The net breaker across the knee follows for two. Omega hits another V-trigger, and then he hits the one-winged angel, and Kenny Omega gets the win.
0: I liked this match a lot, but I didn't like it more than um, the semifinal match. It was just a little bit under the semifinal match to me. But, I mean, you knew it was going to be a hell of a match because they had that great match at June's finals a couple years ago, and they had an awesome match at King of Pro Wrestling in 2016. So they had that chemistry already inbuilt, and Goto could step up in big situations. So I'm not surprised this match was so good. I, like, one instance in the match where, like, Omega was trying to come out and do, like, a t- top spot, like, a outside the ring spot, and Goto just threw a Hadouken chair at him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and,
0: and the crowd started booing him. I was, like, I was clapping because that's really smart to go. to. So it's like, he knows this move. You know, he does it. So, if you can circumvent him from doing it, that that was great. <laughs> he just, Goto was like, the hell with you, Kenny. Just, just... Just flung that chair at him in the middle middle of his high
1: five. Using his environment and what he had available to him. So definitely thinking on his feet. So we shift over to night five and we have the A block kicking off on night five. So we start off with Jay White, Sling Blade versus Michael Elgin. Jay White fights off a buckle bomb. Then Jay White grabs the ref as Elgin finally hits the buckle bomb and the ref goes down. We get a low blow by Jay White, and then the Blade Runner finishes off Michael Elgin.
0: That was a really good heel victory, but for some people, White was not the heel in that match. (laughs) And they they actually enjoyed seeing Big Mike catch that L, so, I mean, good going, Chaos Master Jay White.
1: Yeah, Jay White just continues to... Uh, you know, excel in his new role as, you know, top notch dastardly heel. That's yes, true. Minoru Suzuki faced off with Yoshihashi and his wig. Minoru Suzuki fights off karma and hits the running dropkick. Suzuki connects with the rapid fire strikes, but Yoshihashi hits his super kick and he cradles uh, Minoru Suzuki up for a two count. Big strikes follow again by Minoru Suzuki and then the gotch pile driver. Gives Minoru Suzuki the victory.
0: This is a solid match, but it's like in the back of your head, it's no oh way in hell Yoshihashi's going to beat Suzuki. Even though he has had a great match with Suzuki in the past. Last year, he had one of the better matches of his career with Suzuki. So another another good match between the two. But we we all know the king was going to get that win. So. Nice try, Uh, Oshihase.
1: Suzuki, uh, just as evil and maniacal as ever, Uh, those palm strikes are no joke.
0: Huh. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We have Evil versus Makabe. Evil fires up, and he takes Makabe down. Then Evil hits Everything is Evil, and he gets the win. Uh, these two tend to have pretty good chemistry, but I don't know if this match was one of their best ones. But it was good to see Evil kind of pick up some steam.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt about it. I just, I was happy to see Evil just catch and get some points. Makabe has been really interested in watching this tournament. He's really giving his all, so props to him.
1: We have bad luck Falei. Versus the ace, Tanahashi. Tanahashi goes up and he hits the high fly flow and he gets a two count, but Tangaloa pulls out the ref. Uh then we have uh, bad luck Fale running into Tangaloa by accident. Tamatanga runs in and hits the gun stun on Tanahashi. Bad luck Fale covers, but red shoes throws the middle fingers at Fale and disqualifies him, giving Tanahashi the victory.
0: This match was different from their recent past matches because of the interference, but primarily the fact that Tanahashi broke the fight to Fale right at the beginning of the match. He just came out just firing on him, and it was interesting. It's 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 one of those tells where you just do a little bit something different. It could give you a match an entire separate feel than you than previously done. So the run-ins were really designed pretty good, but. I love the fact that Red Shoes was just like, nah, I'm not here for none of this. Y'all, you ain't winning nothing, sucker. Out.
1: Yeah, they have uh, been pulling these shenanigans like, you know, for the first, you know, five nights of this tournament, and he finally was like, I've had enough of these guys. So that was a good mm-hmm. little twist on it.
0: It yeah, very much so was.
1: Our main event for night five, it is Okada versus Hangman, Adam Page. Adam Page hits a power bomb and he makes a cover and he gets a two count. Okada starts to fire up and then he hits a rainmaker and Okada finally gets a singles victory after I, I think it's something like 60 something days or 50 something days since he had last won a single match, right?
0: Uh, yeah, it was wild. Lil Kazu was catching L. <laughs> so it was good. It was good that he finally got a win and. Hey man, Paige is just having a great year. I mean,
1: yeah, the people were that, really behind him in this match. They were actually Paige. chanting Pagey.
0: Page, yeah, they were chanting Pagey. He's 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 taking advantage of every opportunity to when he's wrestled once one of the big 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 wrestlers in that company. He had an awesome match against Kota Bushi at Super of Honor. He had a really good match with Kenny at the beginning of year in New Japan. He had a uh, I mean, he's just—he's taking advantage of every opportunity he's gotten, and he just—he did it again against Okada. Like, I, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm, actually—it's cool to see someone you've watched over, like as a young wrestler, get better. So, props to Hangman.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. This is Cast a Strong Style. We, be, we are being brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. We can also be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. So we're going to get into night six as we're back to the B block as Kota Abushi faces off with Yano. Yano runs Kota Abushi into the ref and he follows that up with a low blow and a chop block. And Yano Kratos cradles, cradles up Kota Ibushi, and Yano gets the win.
0: Ibushi is like a perfect like fo- foil to like Russell Yano because he can do the comedy stuff from his years on the independent scene and in DDT. So I knew this was going to be a fun match, and it was a fun match. But I'm a Bushi Mark, so when he lost, I was like, "God damn it! I knew it was going to be Yano." It's just like, I was like, I just knew it was going to be damn Yano was going to catch it him. You would do for a loss. Yano needed points, so Bushi was the perfect person to, to like give him some points. Damn,
1: yeah, it's it's a really fun match, and because the crowd really likes Yano and his antics too, but they really are behind Abushi and and what he can do. So, yeah, there is a they, for the opening, you know, match of the of the night as far as the tournament goes. The crowd was really into this from the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of my favorite matches of the tournament so far. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata. They go into a series of counters and Zack finally gets the European clutch, but Sonata counters out into an O'Connor roll and he gets the win. He stuns Zack Sabre Jr.
0: He was so mad when he lost. <laughs> Zack was so mad. Like I was like, the way that like, Sonata adapted and adjusted his style to wrestle Zack and he did it. He wrestled Zach on his own grounds and beat him. That was... Like, I really enjoyed the New Japan Cup match. But this match was also awesome. So, I mean, this is this is probably one of the sleeper matches of the tournament. So, yeah. I'm definitely going to be watching this match over again.
1: The finish uh, played into a, a roll-up counter-reversal spot that they did earlier. I've never seen one of those as intricate as that one was that they pulled earlier. So when they go back into it again, it it almost looks like they're about to do another series of them again, but Sonata stops it with that O'Connor roll and gets to pin. I really love this match. So much fun. like I said, I'm a mark for Zack Sabre Jr. And Sonata is so athletic, but you know, the way Zach Sabre Jr. wrestles kind of negates some of Sonata's athleticism. So you're right. It was cool to see Sonata turn the tables and beat Zach with a, a, a wrestling a catch-as-catch-can move.
0: I think we talked about it on a previous show about how Sonata is finding ways to win differently. And this is another example of him being able to beat a person, not with his fi- the finishers, but just with his cleverness because, I mean – He's been beating people with roll-ups. <laughs> I mean, it's just been fun to watch him do this.
1: Next up, we get Juice Robinson versus Naito. Naito counters the Juice box into a reverse Rana. Juice counters Destino, but Naito hits a German and a flying forearm. The Destino is countered, and both men are down. They work into counters again, but Naito hits Destino, and Juice Robinson kicks out. But we get another Destino... And Naito is victorious.
0: This was probably Juice's best match, and that's saying something, because he's had some bangers over the last year and a half. So even if you compare this to their previous match for the IC championship at the beginning of last year, the fact that like Juice kicked out of Destino, it took two Destinos to take him out, shows growth as for him as a wrestler and as a champion but you also got to think about it storyline wise juice was able to do this with one hand so i mean these people getting these wins off juice now they coming for these challenges <laughs> don't think it's going to be easy to beat him
1: what i really liked about this match is how naito changed up his offense to go after the hand like oh, he, yeah. he 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 made little tweaks to some of his you know signature moves to actually affect Juice's bad hand and I thought that was really clever
0: he, he can adjust that's like we talked about in the past how Okada and Tanahashi based on the situation can play stronger here or face <laughs> even Godo too I mean Naito does that too that's what I really enjoy about this company just because you're slot in as a particular position doesn't mean you have to be that all the time and you can take a feel for what the crowd needs from you that particular night so you adjust to it. That's really, that is like that's really smart wrestling. And whoever's teaching them those wrestlers that, much props to those teachers because i did not see that all over the world in, in terms of wrestling.
1: Right, right. Next up, a match that had a lot of eyeballs on it: Tama Tonga versus Kenny Omega. This is their first interaction since the uh, Long Beach show. When the firing squad came upon the scene and, uh, you know, separated themselves from the other parts of the bullet club headed up by Kenny Omega. So Tonga Loa is out on the outside and he trips up Kenny Omega and then he hits Kenny with a chair and Tonga Tama Tonga gets a roll up for a two count. Tamatanga wants to use the chair, but the ref kicks it away. So Tamatanga Tonga stun guns, Red Shoes for the DQ, and then we get a major beat down at Kenny Omega after the match Obushi Owens and Page make the save
0: like primarily A block has been the uh, like the story based like block whereas the B block has been the work rate great matches block as a story based uh, story based match it was great as a technical based match it was garbage <laughs> and I enjoy – and Mega's one of my favorite wrestlers, and Tom Tom is one of the best, like, charisma guys in tag team wrestlers. We, we'll see how he does eventually as a, as a singles, but he's doing his job as being he, a heel. So, I – man, I just hated this match. <laughs> I just – I got to be real. I hated it. It's just an in respect who I hated it.
1: I didn't think it was going to be a technical classic just because of the the story and the, you know, the animosity. I knew that Kenny might be a little bit more uh, in a brawling type atmosphere, just, you know, due to, you know, trying to get some revenge and everything. So, yeah, I, I I'll agree with you as far as advancing the story and going to that next level of telling the story. Yeah, this was exactly what it needed to be. So. I kind I, I kind of had that expectation, so I wasn't as down on the actual wrestling because I figured it wasn't going to be that great to begin with.
0: Yeah, it's like I felt their match was last year. G one was a better hybrid, but they had it escalated based on the things that's happened over the course of year So it, the match that we got makes sense creatively. It's just with G one, we're so spoiled that it's like. We just expect entertaining matches with no shenanigans. And, like, the point of the thing is the Fire squad don't give f about no great matches, no G1. <laughs> they just get to bust people to the white meat and hurt people and keep that name strong. It's going back to the roots.
1: Yeah, they don't. They, uh, I think Fale has gotten disqualified a couple of times. Tama Tonga's uh, gotten, I think he's wrestled three matches and got disqualified out of two of them. So yeah, they they're not caring about any type of points or or title, uh, you know, contentions or anything like that. They just you know, like you said, making a name and making people pay.
0: Tom's post match response to all the, the internet nerds coming for him was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're one of those people that he, he 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 that came for him and he made fun of you, you got to kind of admit that was funny.
1: Yeah, he's definitely. You know, finding himself on... He's always been great on the mic as far as one-liners and quick blurbs. But, yeah, for longer promos, now that he's kind of in a singular position, yeah, he's starting to show a lot of personality on that front, too. That's good for him. We have our main event. Haas match extraordinaire, strong style at its finest. Ishii versus Goto. The GTR is counted, and both men trade headbutts. We get a sliding uh, D by Ishii, and we get a two count. That gets followed up by the Brain Buster. And Ishii gets the win. I put on right. the live tweet. I said, you can do all the technical wizardry like we had in a Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata match. You can high fly like Kota Obushi does. And the Japanese people will appreciate you and they will clap and they will acknowledge you. But what gets them to their feet and gets them cheering and standing is just two dudes beating the hell out of each other. And that's what Ishii and Goto did.
0: Honestly, I knew I was going to get a really good match. (laughs) I wasn't surprised by that, but I was surprised. like, Wow, this is like A great, great match. One of the best matches I've seen this year. I was not expecting that level of match. I was expecting a really good, awesome G1 match. Not no potential match of the year candidate. And this exactly was what it was. A match of the year candidate. And I would advise people to, like, take their time to go watch it in English and Japanese. Because, man, this match is ridiculous. They killed each other. It was reminiscent of the old school Strong Style. And to me, Ishii is, like, the people, and they love him. Yes, he doesn't have the looks and physique that gets other people to the top in the company who also have excellent wrestling, but just Ishii is just that underdog who just, you could just, man, he just don't disappoint in big-time matches. They just rest him in tag teams and break him out of ice when they need big matches, and he brings it and Goto too Goto like you could say he doesn't have the greatest charisma or whatever but when Goto is engaged and really locked on and is ready to step up he can be he's great so it's like it was cool that they got the main event and they just crushed it it's just like when chaos like faces each other in main events and lately and for this tournament it is awesome cuz i mean Jay White versus Okada was awesome to me. This was awesome. Um, Ishi versus Yano was awesome. Ishii versus Okada a couple years ago was awesome. Like Okada versus Ta- Okada versus Nakamura was great too. So when chaos faces each other in this tournament, it's usually special stuff. And just just so happy you got to see that. I I, I had something else to me. Like, if we're talking about, like, who's the King of Strong style or whatever, to me, I would give that title to, like, Ishii just based on, like, what he's done over the past couple of years. And let's be honest, we love Nakamura, but he ain't been the King of Strong style in a couple of years, so sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Ishii is definitely... Uh, when you see him come to the ring, you know that yeah, somebody's gonna get hit hard repeatedly, and he's gonna get hard, get hit hard repeatedly. So definitely love watching the Ishii matches no matter who he's facing up against.
0: Mo- exactly.
1: Moving on to night seven, we're back to the A block. We start off with Michael Elgin versus Yoshihashi. Michael Elgin looks for the burning hammer and Yoshihashi counters out and hits a super kick. The Fisherman Buster by Michael Elgin gets a two count. Yoshihashi hits the backstapper and then he hits Karma, and Yoshihashi gets the win.
0: <laughs> Big Mike lost to Karma. <laughs> oh, that was like, I did not expect this level of match from Yoshihashi. This is the type of match that like, he displays every once in a while. He displayed this early in the year versus Koda in the New Japan Cup it's just like can we get this yoshihashi more full of fighting spirit and not the one that seems to be sleepwalking through wrestling please give us this yoshihashi more cuz this, this Yoshi, if we see this yoshihashi he could be a great upper mid card in new japan just please give us this yoshihashi and big mike helped along it was it was my favorite match of that night
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, this was a really fun match. Uh, it was back and forth and, uh, like you said, uh, Yoshihashi with the surprise victory and he really stepped up his level. Um, you could kind of see him stepping up against Suzuki but he seemed to take it to that you know next level to get a win against Michael Elgin.
0: The fans were behind him in that match and it's been a while since I've seen the fans get behind Yoshihashi like that in a match.
1: We have Evil versus Bad Luck Fale. Everything is evil is countered and then we get a ref bump. So Tangaloa runs in to attack and he ends up hitting Fale. Bushi runs in and he sprays the mist to Tangaloa but Tamatanga takes out Bushi. So Naito runs in and he takes out Tamatanga. Bad luck Fale takes out Naito and everything is evil connects while the ref is down. The ref sees all the extra bodies and refuses to count so we get a gun stun on evil and we have another DQ for the firing squad.
0: <laughs> this match was a fun brawl and I like how the like run-ins were designed. It was like evil actually has been paying attention to tournament, came with a plan to counter everything they were doing. And it yes, he didn't get the like straight up clean victory, but a win is a win and points are all that matters. So evil is that dude.
1: <laughs> a fun match. Suzuki versus Jay White. Minoru Suzuki counters a Blade Runner and he gets a sleeper. Jay White pulls up the ref. Minoru Suzuki blocks a low blow and he then he hits a forearm and he follows that up with a gotch pile driver and Minoru Suzuki defeats Jay White. Jay White had been undefeated coming into this match so Jay White suffers his first loss at the hands of the king. It was it
0: was nice to see the, the, the big badass heel just beat up the chicken shit hill and <laughs> put him in his place after his salty comments post-match the other day. Like, oh, Jay White, you know you shouldn't have said that, boy. You done fucked up now.
1: <laughs> Tanahashi, the ace. He's going up against Adam Page. Tanahashi hits the slain blade and he gets a cover for a two count. Tanahashi then heads up top and hits the high fly cross body. And then he heads back up and hits the high fly flow. And Tanahashi defeats Adam Page.
0: Another awesome performance by Page. And Tanahashi's post-match comments about how he feels about Page is another, another like, signifier of what the company may feel about him in the future because people were worried about like, people leaving and going to WWE. When you have opportunities to develop talent, and they get prepped to a certain point that they could just go to the top, maybe Paige will be that dude someday. So just got to keep monitoring. I liked the match. It kind of felt like uh let's get through this together match after such a long run in a row, because Four Days is grueling in that style of wrestling. So I enjoyed it for what it was, and... I liked the little comedy in between the match. That was pretty cool. (laughs) And the art that's come, fan art that came out of it. So it was a cool match.
1: Our main event of the evening for night seven, Okada versus Makabe. The Rainmaker is blocked by Chops and then we get a Lariat by Makabe. Okada hits a Lariat of his own and then he follows with the Rainmaker proper and Okada wins his second match in a row.
0: Ricardo was kinda of wilding out in this match. It was kinda of funny to watch. But it kind of was feeling like he was getting back to he's finding his ground and getting back to who he once was, but still being a little crazy. So and Makave, another strong performance. It was this is like one of the better matches on the on this show. So I I would advise people to check this out too.
1: Yeah, I thought that night six as far as top double... Top to bottom, let me check. Go back and double check. It might have been night five.
0: I think it was night six. Yeah, night six. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, Top to bottom, that night B block. All those matches were fantastic. Even the DQ, you know, wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I really would suggest everybody, if they really wanted to just kind of be like, let me check out a night and see what this thing is about. Yeah, that night six was was, was really good. I really like that. So, we're going to run through the points right quick to give everybody a, a reset of where everybody is as far as the standings go. In the A block, we have Jay White and Tanahashi, both tied with six points. They each have three wins, an evil as well, excuse me. All three have three wins and one loss, so they have six points. They so
0: got the tiebreaker, though.
1: Yes, he does. So
0: you got the tiebreaker, man. Right
1: then we have a log jam of four contestants at four points, where we have Michael Elgin, Makabe, Minoru Suzuki, and Okada. They each have four points. They are two and two in the, the matches that they've wrestled. And then with two points, we have Adam Page, Bad Luck Fale, and Yoshihashi. They each are one and three in their respective matches. Uh, any surprise there so far for you as far as his A-block goes?
0: I didn't take a note. Like, I didn't think of Fale doing all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had him probably at four or six points by now. But, I mean, he's, he's like, his Fale usually gets ten points. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's his So I was like, because you do the pick-em and stuff, and I did a pick him for Voices and Wrestling. A lot of people did and. Uh, like it's kind of like you just trying to use information and see who or how people are being booked. So, yeah, that kind of surprised me seeing Fally with only two. But it is, I mean, things happen. Things are fluid in this tournament.
1: Right, right. So we're gonna move over to the B block standings. In the B block, we have the outright leader is Kenny Omega. He has six points. He is undefeated. He is three and O. Then we have a log jam at four points of Kota Ibushi, Shinada, Naito, and Ishii. They are all two and one. And then with two points each, we have Goto, Tamatanga, Zack Sabre Jr., and Yano. They are all one and two, and their matches wrestled. And then bringing up the rear with no points, Juice Robinson. He is 0 and 3 so far in the G1. Same question.
0: I, Any- I didn't think Juice was going to be pointless at this point but i didn't really think about him being injured as a mainline storyline to hurt him from to have him being at zero points so that was that was a mistake on my part but i thought zach probably would be at least four points right now so it's just because i had zach either like close to winning this block mm-hmm. cause I thought people were sleeping on zach and i was like He's not probably going to lose to everybody that he beat at New Japan Cup because this company don't really believe in no 50-50 booking too
1: much. Right. So, everybody, you are all now caught up on the G1. So, they're going to resume again on Thursday. They're going to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then they're going to have another uh, couple of days off on a Monday and Tuesday, I think, before they get back going again. So, we'll try to maybe slide back in again during the uh, the off days and catch everybody back up uh, to, you know, what happens over this upcoming weekend. But so far, so good. I uh, haven't seen too many uh, guys suffering from injuries quite yet, at least through this first week. So hopefully that uh, continues to uh, be the case par for the course. And these guys come out healthy and continue to uh, give us great quality wrestling matches. Um, and while before we get into the shout outs and thank yous in the show, has there been any um I haven't really been watching the undercard. Have you been watching any, any of the undercard, and have there been any cool matchups that you liked on the undercard?
0: I can't think of things from the top, but I did enjoy the, like the attack match that Bushi and um, Sonata was in. It just made you more hype for that particular match. I think it was a Bushi, who was Bushi and Yujiro versus I think. Um, Jay and I think Yano or something. I mean, no, Jay and somebody. I think it might have been Yo. Like, the, mat, the the undercard matches with Jay has been fun because it's like he's trying to teach Yo lessons and stuff, mm-hmm. and Yo is like staying, staying true to who he is as a person. <laughs> and, and Jay is like, you gotta listen to me, man. <laughs> he lets him lose and stuff. Won't help Yo. It's just, I feel so bad for Yo watching him in the matches. And the Fire squad tag matches are pretty good. What else undercard wise? Can't um, a big undercard match was um, Naito Who was I think it was Naito and Bushi versus, dang Naito and Bushi versus Ushiro and someone else. It probably might have been um, I think it was Juice. I'm not sure. But that was really good because it got to the point where at one point during the match, um, it was it was like the old No Limit tag team in there with each other in the crowd just like, woo! And then me as an older fan, I was like, oh, yeah. I knew off the break. This is this is going to be cool. And they had a nice little exchange in the match. So some cool stuff in the undercard. You should just check it out. Oh. What also was good was the Fire Scar versus um Red Shoe Sunday day after. That was a good match too. Like show like um, um, Umino was like he like, was really it was really cool to see Umino do do pretty good against them. It um. was Umino and um Dang. Our guy who's from also from Otongan, um Oh, Hanare? Hanare. Yeah, Hanare. It was them two versus like uh I think it was Tangalo and Tama. It was versus Geode. That was a pretty good match too. So that would be something to check out too.
1: I love Shota, man. He is my guy since uh since you know he came in and he's in uh and my other guy, Narito, I love those two guys. Narito
0: my... had a good performance too in one of the matches, But one of the matches I saw.
1: Yeah, those are my guys right now since my other young boys are all off on excursion right now. So those are the two that I've been kinda like clinging on to making sure like if I if I start the show and I see one of those guys come out I'll stop and watch that opening match or whatever and then go to the rest of the the G1 I, I like watching those young boy matches
0: you know what's kind of fun when you go back and watch old matches you see the young lions that current the past young lions mm-hmm. in like ringmen or during matches like I think I watched um Nakamura versus Okada in G1 like 25 or something and I think I saw at the end of the match like show carrying someone to the back like carrying one of them to the back so it's like you, you see you go back and watch them old backs did you see the, the the current stars as young lions you could go back when Okada came back you could see like Hiromu on the outside with no just regular like r- little cut haircut no no hair colors so you just that's something people should keep an eye on when they go back and watch the old matches. You get to see like the the young lions, the past young lions, and who or they are now.
1: Yeah, that's really a, a fun thing to do, especially if you watch like I was watching an older um, New Japan, maybe been All Japan, and um, our guy uh, Eugene Nagato was out there as a young boy. Like, holy smokes!
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I, I hold up, I recognize him. Oh. <laughs> All Japan, I do see that sometimes. I like, oh, there's Kanemaru, Kenta, to and you see them when they were like really coming up when they were young, just starting. It's like
1: right. wow. Right. So Anwar, I'm gonna open it up to you, man, at this point for your shout outs and thank yous.
0: Uh shout out to JP Motoko. I miss her on the like show. I actually would rather actually be hearing both of y'all talking, we don't hear but I'm just holding the seat warm, and I just hope everything is going well. And shout out to everyone who listens. I appreciate it.
1: Make sure
0: to like, make sure to talk with us when you're watching them live or later on with the hashtag.
1: Yep, that hashtag is cast of strong style. Yep. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Anwar, thank you for joining me again this week. Big shout out to Modo, of course. Hopefully she's feeling better and doing good, and we can get her back on their airwaves soon because I know she's got a lot of thoughts and theories she's been holding oh, yes. <laughs> holding near and dear okay. that she hasn't had a chance to express. Uh, just give a shout out to all the fans uh, that listen each and every week. Please support the CSPN and our sponsors. Please uh, go to CSPN.us. Click on the menu tab that says keep our podcast free. Go down, scroll down to Busted Tees. Get you a cool screen t-shirt for these last few weeks of summer. There's a couple more cookouts to be had before – we have to put up uh, the shorts and uh, short sleeves for some you know, coats and jackets. So uh, go over to Busted Tees, check out the selection, and help keep Cast a Strong Style free each and every week here on CSPN. And uh, like I said, I'd just like to thank everybody who's watching New Japan. Use the hashtag Cast a Strong Style so we can uh, conversate and retweet and, and, and look at your thoughts uh, that you guys have about the G1. It's the best time of the year as far as, uh, wrestling goes in this company. So, um if there's ever a time that you were a new fan and you wanted to find out what's going on, this is the time to jump in. So, for Anwar Starwin, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style.